You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. Welcome to the Next Trek Podcast. Every week we break down the latest episode of Star Trek Discovery and give our thoughts on the final frontier. My name's Chris. And I'm Tyler. And unfortunately, we don't have a new episode of Discovery to talk about this week. Uh, It is still in its hiatus. We're waiting for it to come back at the beginning of January. But I wanted to take a little bit of time, Tyler, and chat about our thoughts about the state of Discovery. All right, I'm down. Uh, I think it's important because I have a lot of friends who are not watching Discovery yet. Right. And yeah, it's it's a little sad for me because I don't I don't get to talk with them. The only person I get to talk with this about is you. And, uh, you know, I want some other people to talk to about this series. And so I thought we'd take some time and discuss the good points to start discovery and why you should be watching the show. I have a variety of different topics and some of them may take longer than others. But the first one is this very odd and we talked about this in our first two episodes that we recorded before the show was even airing but yeah we had no idea really what we were talking about we were talking about right. regular star trek not discovery right. and discovery exactly. is yeah, anything yeah. but regular that's right so but we didn't have we didn't know what it was all about and so here's the here's the question cbs all access so you could be paying for cable right now yeah you 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 have cbs but that does not mean you get star trek discovery right you have to pay extra, uh, depending upon what you want, the, the 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 experience you want. You can either get it with commercials or without. I think with commercials, what is it? Do you know what the cost is? I think it's seventy nine seven ninety nine with commercials and ninety nine nine ninety nine without. So at, at at the very low end with commercials, you're going to be paying about eight bucks, yeah. and without it's you know a little more than that, ten or eleven bucks or whatever. Yeah. So. The question I have is, is is Star Trek Discovery worth paying extra for? I think, and now this doesn't go anything to the quality. These are just examples. But like if this was um, a Netflix show. Yes. Uh, or a, Which, by the way, it is a Netflix show everywhere else in the world. Exactly. It is. No one else is paying for this except for Americans. So just let's right. put that on the table. I work for, or I work for, I'm writing for a, uh, a an online uh, Yep, an online website is what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> an online website. One of those online websites. Uh, <laughs> I'm writing for a website uh, called Ready Steady Cut, and I, and I love it. It's great. You guys should check it out. I'm rewatching the entire original series and uh, writing ad nauseum about it, which is very, very exciting. Um, and incorporating Discovery. Actually, I'm seeing lots of t- Discovery ties. Anyway, uh, nice. advertisement aside. Uh, I'm writing for this site, and I was talking with them just uh, chatting back and forth, and because and, uh, one of them is cover- another one of the writers is covering Discovery, and he's actually not a Trekkie. It might be interesting to have mm. him on here and talk about that. Um, yeah. But I was chatting with them and, and said, "Yeah, it just really stinks." So I guess this answers your question. It really stinks that I've got to pay an extra nine, uh, ten bucks for it because I got suckered into paying for no ads, which I could talk yes. about at some other point in time. And they're like what you have to pay for it what are you talking about it's on netflix they didn't even realize it was on another thing because it's something that just happened so i think that more of them might be watching it more non-americans might be watching it or might be it might be easier for them to watch it because they don't have to pay for it so in here here, here's the thing that i'm going to say though is that so if you already have cable which i think most people do i don't i don't don't either i don't 
but most people already pay for CBS. So they already can DVR it. They can already do all that stuff. So the literal only thing that you're paying for, if you already have a cable bill, if you already have a DVR at home, right. is this one show, Star Trek Discovery, and maybe The Good Fight, which I think was actually a good quality show too. So at this point, I honestly don't think it's worth it, I unfortunately. Agree. So this is the problem we have is, is that I, I can't – argue with my friends that no you should definitely be paying ten dollars for one show i feel like the best best answer is where we're at right now is hey what do they give you like a seven day free trial of so use that and watch the back catalog yeah and binge it and then wait until the series is over and pay for one month and then binge it in that month i would not pay for cbs all access on a regular basis. In fact, I have already quit it. I, I, I as soon as the last discovery oh. came, I signed up. I, I quit my subscription to CBS All Access. I didn't, and I I'm will, lazy. And I won't pick it back up until Discovery comes back on that day. So I, I actually will. And the way I had done it, and the way that they're doing the show, I actually will not pay for two months of CBS All Access. That's twenty dollars yeah. that I'm not spending, and I feel pretty good about that. But. You know, yeah, you're right. Now, at the moment, just so everybody's clear, we're not yet talking about quality. You know, is Discovery bad, so we shouldn't pay for it or anything like that? We're just saying, no, bang for your the, buck. Right. This is the number one uh, reason people don't watch the show is because, yeah. in the U.S. anyway, I have to pay extra for it. Right. And is it worth – is Star Trek Discovery worth $10 a month? No. My when, answer is – no. Well, and let's and let's do some comparisons to let's say other premium cable because this is now being treated as premium cable, right? Right. Yes. And so, it is. um, now so uh, HBO, right? HBO per month. If you're if you're not part of it, I think it's seven or nine bucks a month, something like that. If you pay HBO Go, um, so you, I don't again, I don't have cable either, and so I've piecemealed my my cable essentially between Hulu and and Netflix and and Amazon and this, um. So if I want to watch Game of Thrones, I'm not only watching, you know, subscribing to HBO for Game of Thrones. I'm going to subscribe to it for that, for Westworld, for their back catalog of, let's face it, great premium content um, for Veep, for Silicon Valley. I mean, the list goes on, not to mention what's in the back catalog. And that's, to me, worth 10 bucks a month. I'm not subscribing to that now because I'm subscribing to this, you know, for one show. Oh, wow! So you 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 stopped. It's fourteen ninety nine uh, for H for HBO now. Yeah. So you stopped that so you could pick up CBS All Access. Yep. Do you so? But you, and I think you, actually, you sorry, I, that's a bad example because I'm still doing HBO. It's Showtime because there's some Showtime shows I wanted to to pick up, and I had an sure. HBO, uh, the the Hulu add on for I think it was eight bucks a month. Yes, that I think yeah, is yeah. the one that I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, th- and that's the problem is, is I think it, this is more of not a, uh, a, a, a a negative on Discovery, but no, rather no. a negative on CBS All Access on its on its medium. Yeah, I think this is what we need to that that's what we, I need to to, to to say is that is CBS All Access is not that I should say that I should not say that its Discovery is not worth no. it. CBS All Access yes. is not worth ten at this point right ten dollars a month because it's. Or, seven or eight or whatever right um and one and let's let's just go down to that even so this is starting to turn into a little negative but whatever uh no it's fine 
so I started, I, I think you and I talked about this, but I'm pretty sure we didn't talk about it on air. Um, I, I started with a seven ninety nine. I was like, you know what? I pay for Hulu and I am too cheap to pay the extra dollar or $2 for the commercials <laughs> and I yeah. survive whatever. That's fine. So I, I didn't do it. Um, pay the extra two bucks, uh, per month after episode one, yeah. I began paying for, uh, for the, the commercials because I believe that their commercials I truly believe this. Their commercials were designed to f- to take you out of the show and to make you pay for the other two dollars. <laughs> because so it was you know think think back to episode one and no spoilers in this but you know there's these ultra dramatic moments you know uh, she's just killed somebody she's just done this thing there's you know tension is rising a war is building and then right. it would go into um, oh man uh, uh, I think it was a commercial. It was like a Kia commercial for, and it had brown eyed girl playing in the background. And I was just like, it was this super, it, it was like, are you serious? Like, yeah, because they don't, they also don't do traditional act fade outs here. And so it's just boom, killed a guy, brown eyed girl. Like it, it was, as I was like, nope. Okay. That's, it's worth the two bucks to not get yeah. pulled out of it like that. Well, and, and I would, I'll be honest with you. If there's ever a option, Hulu is the same way. Yeah. I don't pay for commercials in Hulu. Yeah. If there's an option to not pay for commercials, I, I, I mean, sorry, to, to pay, pay not. to not see commercials. Yeah. I always choose that option. Yeah. There's no, no doubt about that. For whatever reason on Hulu, it has never annoyed me. I, I have oh, no man. idea I, and whatever. I don't care. I, I, I would prefer them without, but I just don't care. And there, there's our thoughts. If, if you're, if your biggest hang up with discovery is that it's behind this paywall of yep. all access. Yep. Y- yeah. It, it sucks. It Cir- is circumvent not, that though. I mean, there are it's ways not good. You, you just right. get your, you, you do your seven day free trial, do it. Exactly. Next, either do it right now, you know, to get ready for the new one. Yeah. Um, I would say do it now. Cause if over the holidays, look, if yeah. you've got some time you over the time. holidays, if you're going wherever, I think that is, that's the best way of doing it. Take your iPad with you and yeah. watch Star Trek discovery at your, parents home or your family's home or if you're traveling or whatever you know people have time during the holidays so i think this this would make a good binge show for your free seven day trial over the holiday season and you know i'm i'm actually you know we haven't been binging, been binging it we've been watching it you know week to week i'm right. actually very excited to binge it I, i'm gonna rewatch it yeah. before we start back you know as will i yep. and i'm kind of pumped to to binge it See i might it even you know maybe we'll maybe next trekle we'll do some live tweeting of it or something because it's now it's it's uh, long enough ago, you know, a whole a couple weeks yeah. ago, that spoilers are out there, and and I might might do some live tweeting. We'll see. All right, so we've already. That's the first question I had. Is it yeah. worth paying for CBS All Access? No, um, but you can, like you said, find ways to pay the least amount possible, yeah. and we think it's definitely worth doing that. The show is worth watching. It's just unfortunate that it's behind that paywall. Okay, yeah. so my number two question is this: Who is this show for? Tyler. Yeah, you know, I've been, I've really been thinking about that, and, and our guests on the show. If you guys go back and listen, you know, we've really run the gamut. You know, we've had um, our was it our first guest uh, after Melody, our first guest who Melody's yeah. a diehard Trekkie, um, yes, but doesn't love Discovery. No, right? Still doesn't. She still, still doesn't. she is not. Mm. Yeah, it has not sold. She's not been sold on it. Well, and so you know, we've had so since then though, we've had incredible like. Somebody who puts me to shame and uh, for like amount of detail that they notice on the screen, which actually makes me feel a little bit better about myself that 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 I I'm not as as uh, as intense in in my viewing 
as I as I thought I would be. Um, so we've had diehard Trekkies, diehard technical Trekkies, right? Um, yes. We've had uh, we've had you know middle of the road people who have casually watched it. My brother Daniel is is one of those. He has watched it all his life, but he is not a Trekkie. Um, and then we've had some people who are who I wouldn't say are the like you know, page 84 of the technical manual says this, like, uh, we don't have, we've had some who are, who are diehard fans, but aren't to that level. And so, you know, I can't, I can't find a consistent pattern. Really. I, I really do think Trekkies like the show, um, in general, see, by and large. See, I'm, that's where I'm going to disagree with yeah. you on this whole thing. Cause I feel like most Trekkies, like okay. diehard Trekkies that I've spoken to in yeah. my, you know, this doesn't mean anything. This is all just kind of sure. uh, circumstantial evidence that I have uh, I've come across. It feels as though the Trekkies feel like Star Trek should be a certain thing. Right. That there are, there are aspects that make Trek Trek. Yeah. And Discovery isn't that I, for them. You know what? I've seen that. And, and I would say, you know, looking at... Um, because I'm mostly the one on our on our next Trek uh, Twitter account. I yes, um, <laughs> you are the next Trek Twitter account. Let's be very clear. You have contributed uh, some time. Yes. Nope, never. I've never. <laughs> don't even. That's not true. So, any, that's not so true. I can't. Any anybody I've made mad, I can't put that pawn that off on you. Um, no, you can absolutely do that. You feel free to say. <laughs> this oh, actually, was Chris. that was that was Chris. He oh, doesn't. He doesn't know a... the login to it, but he he definitely was him. Um, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, from from what I've seen there, and I feel like I've cast a pretty wide net in in who I'm following and who I interact with there. Um, there are there's a wide range of people um, who I follow, and and I really haven't seen but the random comment um, of somebody just going like, "Oh, I didn't like that," or very early on, it was that's not my trek. So either either right. the vo- hashtag not my trek, right? So either I feel like the vocal like the vocalization of that. Um, of that negativity has just gone down and they're just not watching it. So they're not talking about it. Um, So I I really see very little negative. I see mostly very, very positive, um, like wildly positive Trek FM, which which is a podcast network that I listen to. That's really great. Um, And I recommend that to anybody who's listening to us. Um, They, they are really uh, loving Star Trek uh, discovery a, a lot. They're talking deeply about it. They're thinking deeply about it. Um, and of course I, am sure that there are naysayers among the, among the bunch, but I would suspect that they've fallen off. It, it's, they're not hate watching, uh, discovery because they've got to pay for it. They're not going to pay for something that they are going to just, you know, uh, bash. So maybe it's just a case of not enough people are watching it who dislike it. They stopped, they had the option to stop. So they did. Okay. So let's then, okay, let's move on. So what, what you're saying is, is you think it's for everybody. My main point would be, I feel like most Trekkies that I know are not huge fans, but I feel like others would approach the show with a little bit less reverence yeah. and actually enjoy it more because they're not applying their, they're not bringing anything to the table, right? That's, not, that's what really I wonder. A, yeah. So, okay, let's, let's dive in then to, we've already, we talked about the pay issue. Yeah. We've talked about who the show is for. Yeah. Now let's dive into why should you be watching it then? If you are not watching yeah. Star Trek and you're willing to at least do the seven day free trial or pay for a month yeah. and, 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 you know, binge it all. And you're coming to the table with a relative willingness, either, even if you're a Star Trek fan, even if you have never seen Star Trek and don't really enjoy sci-fi. What about the show? Yeah. Why should you be watching it? 
I would say, so there are things that are still that are still being missed here, and I, and uh, in terms of I think the deep questions that next that Star Trek often asks. So, like you sure. said, I, I actually really like the way you said it. If you're coming at it with a reverence for this is Star Trek, that's not my Star Trek, whatever. Um, yes. Then I think you're gonna you're going into it with some some preconceptions and things that I'm still wrestling with uh, at times. But for man, it is a beautiful show. Like for just cinematically. Now, now, what was the one episode um, that was not beautiful? <laughs> the one on the blue planet. Was, yes. So there's, there's I don't recall. Uh, there's one major exception uh, to this where it is not beautiful. Um, but by and large, it's a beautiful show. The the space battles, the things that they do with with zero g with um, lots and lots of mists floating around and doing things, you know, uh, right. they do a really great job with the, the, the production value is, is very, very high. Um, what they're trying to be is a lot more premium than they are. Mm. And I think, and we've, we've sort of talked about this before where, uh, it wants to be game of Thrones. Um, but they, they are too blunt about some of the things, some of the, the more subtle things that Game of Thrones would tackle. Um, for for example, they've got the Klingons all talking in Klingonese the entire time that we see them. Um, when we see, and that throws some people off. So there, like I say, there are some hangups or some roadblocks for people to to get over. But on the on the other hand, there's some great character work being done. There is some really interesting mysteries to be solved um there's one character we've been debating since the first time he stepped on the screen we've been debating is he good guy is he bad guy is he is it as black and white as even that so i'm i'm really loving that the character arc that one of them is going through is really good so if you're into that i say go for it if you're into deep complex storytelling i think they still are are working on that Okay, so let's let me let me ask this another way, yeah. Tyler. I feel like I'm interviewing you, uh, that's, and that's I'll, good. I'll, but I'll give I'll give my give me like we we talked about I think before we started rolling, but give me your elevator pitch, yeah, your yeah. two or three sentence pitch for someone who's not watching Discovery, and just give me the reason why they should be like what 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 about the show makes it stand out beyond the Star Trek label, right, right. Why? Why is this something that is worth watching? Like I think, like I was saying, so the it's worth watching for really interesting, unique, compelling character uh, character driven stories. Yeah, and to see a beautiful show. Okay, all right. So you think if you're not a Trekkie, so far, if you're not a Trekkie, that's what I'd say. I think this is the best space show on television right now if you're if you're a fan of adventure in space yeah with the space travel you know ships and all that kind of stuff i don't think you can get anything better than than star trek discovery right now i know you some people like orville but i think orville's ridiculous just going to bring up orville i Uh, think orville is ridiculous i am not i'm actually not i'm not enjoying it as much as as much as i think you are it's fine orville it's it's fine but it is it is silly yes and over the top yeah if you're looking for something that's a little bit more serious that's that has the ability to be 
more than just a punchline, which I think Orville is just. Oh, they're more than just a punchline, my friend. No, they're not. No, they're all they're doing is going for. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, we Chris and I have uh, we have just now decided to schedule our Orville episode uh, coming up soon because <laughs> I need to tell just, him all the way he's wrong. It's just referential. Look, Orville is fun because you recognize it. Oh. That's all it is, man. I think That's that they are is. more intelligently pushing no. the boundaries of science fiction than it's, Star Trek it's, Discovery it's, is. You're enjoying it because it's, it's referential, because it feels nostalgic. It feels like, oh, yeah. I remember that episode from Star Trek: The Next See, Generation. I said that. I said that until, uh, and everybody, I'm reviewing the Orville on ReadySteadyCut.com, uh, <laughs> so you could read my thoughts. Uh, I I have been doing that. In fact, so here's so just as a representation of how I feel with this, uh, and we we need to make this into an Orville episode. I so I, I have a, a template for myself for um, like headings that I'm gonna write. Um, as I as I go, and one of them was Star Trek Star Trek references because I do agree with you. For the first five six episodes, it was I was like, oh, I saw that episode. Yeah, I saw that episode, or I saw these five episodes that it's referring yeah. to. Um, yeah, I deleted it after the last episode. I deleted that section, that subheading, because I believe that they have stopped just being referential and have started moving on. I feel like if you're looking for, in my opinion, this is my opinion, yeah. if you are looking for original space travel sci-fi adventure, there is nothing better than Discovery right now on television. Uh, and so that is that is my that is my feeling. Sci-fi channel has been trying to do these things yeah, so true. long. The Expanse and some other. I can't get Ooh, into any of those Actually, shows. The Expanse, I cannot believe I didn't think about that just now. The Expanse, that is as original sci-fi as you can possibly get right now. That is that one is twelve monkeys. Nah, uh, the expanse. Not since Battlestar Galactica have we had such a strong sci-fi show. I believe. Yeah, and I think that this discovery is trying to be more Battlestar Galactica than yeah. um, than than Star Trek. You know, uh, I didn't think about that until you, until you just said that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think. About I, it like I think that. I think whether what, this is a post Battlestar Galactica. Yeah sci-fi television show yep. uh, and they're trying to they're, they're they're doing a little bit of that mix but honestly i don't feel and this is what i was saying is that i feel as though the orville is referential of all sci-fi that genre that has come before it which is why most people have really gravitated and enjoyed it and that's fine but i feel like discovery is doing things that no other show has done i feel like it is wholly original in my opinion i think that they're trying i i don't think that they've gotten there like i said that they're oh, trying I, to I be do. with the, with do. the politics of the klingons and look i love the klingons but i'd say they did politics of the klingons better in next generation or in deep okay, space but, nine but but okay so but so here but here's what you're doing you are now comparing it to the next generation yeah what i am saying what i am saying is the if thing you that divorce came before it, it. <laughs> if you divorce it from everything that's come before it Ooh. Which is what they've done. This that's what this is. This is a full whole slicing off of everything else and they're saying we're doing something different. I, I honestly think this looks different. It feels yeah. different. Yep. It even on on face value, it looks like the JJ films, but yeah. it very quickly in my in yes. my opinion, has now has a, a visual style all of its own. Very much so. Uh, I feel like it is it is very unique in its storytelling because of its continual 
week to week, just the way that the, the, the actual season is going by yeah. and the way, what they're doing. I feel like the characters are very different than yeah. in any other Star Trek show, uh, specifically even their roles sure. in that we are now following, not the captain, uh, but we are following this mutineer and the captain is a shady, untrustworthy, morally ambiguous character. This is a very different show set up than any other sci-fi television I've seen, maybe even film. And I'm talking about on a relationship level, not just not just fully on a story, like not just plot wise. I'm talking about it is it's a very different perspective point of view than any other show that is out there right now or maybe has ever been i've not seen a show specifically a a a space epic where the main character is not the captain name name me another one battlestar galactica and adama is most definitely he's not he's not the main character though who would you say is starbuck yeah Oh, well, I mean, Starbuck, Baltar, e- either one of those. Plus, I mean, you get Apollo as well. Uh, I, I, I'd say I would, that's, I, that's I, certainly an ensemble show more than there is a, yes. a main character. It's I, I would argue that's ensemble, but I, I that's fine. That's fine. But I would just I would say, though, Adama, you you at least connect with. Right. You feel like Adama oh, is. Sure. Yeah. Is Lorca. How, how, we are not I, sure who he is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're we're, yeah. we're 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 privy to Adama's point of view and right. understanding. Right. Um, in Discovery, we understand he's there. Uh, Lorca, the main the, the captain, we understand he's there, but we don't. We're not privy to his thoughts. No, and quite often he's periphery. You know, he's last episode. I feel like we saw him for for five minutes or five seconds. You know, of the whole the whole thing, and it was just kind of walking by him. Um, Oh no! Sorry, it wasn't the last one. I, magic, uh, magic to make the sanest man go mad. Which I would. I feel like I've been very down on Discovery. By the way, I would put man, magic to make the sanest go, man go mad. I would put in my top twenty Star Trek episodes of all time. So yeah. just so everybody's clear, I I really am loving it. I, I there's things that I'm debating whether it's the greatest or whether it's pushing things forward. Sorry, I don't know if that's gonna mess everything up. Uh, that's anyway, I. I, actually, you what you what you did was was put Battlestar Galactica in my brain, and for some reason I had put that out. All I'm doing right now is going. Battlestar Galactica was just the best Star Trek or best uh, <laughs> be, best sci-fi show that's ever been on television, and because uh, I I'm pretty much there. I I, I absolutely to death love uh, Battlestar Galactica, and I am I just did not see all of the parallels for some weird reason until it just clicked. This is this is Star Trek does Battlestar Galactica, and well, I don't think just, that's bad. By the way, I I just think that's that is how I I did not see it, and that would be my elevator pitch now. If you liked Battlestar Galactica, you would like Discovery. If you haven't seen Star Trek Discovery, go watch it, uh, and then come back and listen to this part of of the podcast, okay? Because we think you should watch it. But I want to talk to you. One hundred percent should stop right now. Yes. Watch all of it. So despite all of that, just so we are very clear on, especially, I don't know, you know Tyler, you've been there. really <laughs> negative, man. You, you've been super, you, you guys can skip episode eight, just skip it. It truly matters not to the entire overall thing. Yeah. And I am a completist guys. Episode eight does not in any way matter. Yeah. One through nine minus eight. Awesome. Great. Yeah. I agree with that. That assessment is accurate. So there are nine episodes of Discovery. There are nine out right now. It's just, I just okay. It's because one right. and two were we thought about them as one. Right. Yeah. That's true. All right. 
so go watch it. I agree. I think it's the best sci-fi on television right now. I've tried to get into others, uh, including the Orville, and I just find them lacking. And what is it called when it's when it's like something else? When something a piece of art is like something else? It's not referential. Derivative. That's oh, the you word I've been looking it. for. You made me say it about the show I'm defending. It is so derivative. Uh, it just really is, man. Uh, but if if don't watch the Orville, I don't I don't think you should watch that. You should watch Discovery. And guys, and then after you're done not watching the Orville, you should turn on the Orville and watch it. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's talk about the state but, of Discovery. Yeah. Full spoilers. How are you feeling about this past these past nine episodes? Like I said, I mean, I, I would have to like very li- literally re- readjust the list that I do have of, uh, you know, top Star Trek episodes of all time. Uh, episode seven, man, uh, magic to make the sanest man go mad, um, where mud takes over the ship, puts them in a time loop, keeps yeah. killing Lorca over and over and over again, all to get this one thing. Um, I would, I would absolutely put that in my top 20, 25 episodes of all time. It is, yeah. it's awesome sci-fi now that one talk about pushing the bounds of sci-fi unequivocally unequivocally i would agree um it just does new things with time travel and with perception and and see okay so i'm gonna disagree with you on that i i think that is the most derivative the most of all so maybe this is saying something about me where i just i'm loving i love whatever they're bringing back from i I i enjoy it i did enjoy it but i really do feel like it was it was derivative um Oh, just man. because 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 it, it it could be another it could be a next generation episode it, it's true man. all the others i felt were much more uh much more original yeah in in my opinion Maybe, so you know i i might have just had a self-realization that i didn't realize before is i i just i must be one of these that likes that likes the the derivative a bit more which which surprises me because if you asked me that i wouldn't have said it um, in fact, I've been arguing against that earlier, but yeah, I wouldn't have said it's because it feels familiar, but maybe that's it. I, I think it does its, I do, it does its job incredibly well. It, yeah. it does what it needs to do incredibly well. And, you know, we, we get, we get episode eight, Sivis Pachem Parabellum, which is, which is on this weird freaking lost planet that has nothing to do with it's Sorry. It's avatar planet. Um, that one, that one is so. It feels like it feels like a prelude to what's going to happen in episode nine. It, it, yeah. it, I think it's trying to do new things. I, I, I mean, I think it's trying. I don't think it does it well at all. I think it's going back to like I've been saying. It's it feels like Avatar again, or it feels like Lost with instead of smoke monster, we've got mist mist beings. Um, I guess is one. Yeah, you tell me what what is uh, of the episodes now that we can go into spoilers. What's yes. being really done that's just brand new? So again, so what I was saying before was the plots of these are not what I would call brand new. It sure. is the way that they are being told. Sure. So for instance, um, in in the, the just kind of thinking through it at the moment right now, you know, like um, I think so. Let me put that aside for just sure. a moment. Let me just talk because I was I, I I was on a different oh, like, mind track as yeah. you were talking, but I will get back to that. So just just remind me to get back to that. Lethe, Lethe, Lethe. Yeah, is Lethe. that how you pronounce it? Lethe is my I think my favorite episode. It's a great of, episode. I, yeah, of of the season. Um, just because I felt like that was the moment it clicked for me where we were headed. 
Gotcha. Uh, and and that's why I think honestly Burnham is the main character. Sure. Uh, I think there's there's no doubt that she's the one who we're seeing all this the, her, through her eyes. We are seeing this entire story. Yep. Uh, nobody else is hardly even in the other the first two episodes. You know, it's it is Burnham. Burnham yeah. is the one that we are experiencing this stuff through, and so I love that. I, I'm enjoying the um, the the week to week storytelling of learning who Burnham is, sure. thinking that she is a terrible, you know, make make bad choices, and um, we get to see her pain throughout that entire. Yeah this entire series of realizing that she's made a huge mistake, even though she thought it was the right thing to do and probably was the right thing to do. It was still the wrong way she did it. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, and so for me, Lethe is where everything clicked. And of course that's the sixth episode of the season, but I feel like that yeah. was the moment I realized this track is doing different things. Um, and then into the forest I go, I think is probably my second favorite. It's a great episode uh, of- too. That's that's this the the mid season finale and then magic to make the Pisanius man go mad. I think those are the three strongest episodes. Yeah. Um I think what, what this show is doing that is different again is that we are not seeing the traditional um power structure. We're not sure. seeing the traditional relationships. Um I think we are not experiencing the Star Trek formula the way it has always been, nor this the space genre of sci-fi the way it has normally always been. Sure. Uh, which is, you know, a little bit more, specifically in Star Trek, a little bit more utopian. Uh, everybody loves everybody else. Um, you know, why does this person hate us? That's that's interestingly different. Like you, you in next generation, they would come across a species that would be fighting, and they'd be like, "Well, why is this species fighting? We've yeah. we've risen above that." And even in the Orville, they talk about that kind of stuff. Like we've risen above economics. Now everything is, uh, you know, about your relationship and how 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 people relate to you and like you and all this kind of stuff. That's the currency of our day. <laughs> Great. Um, <laughs> that it's just where we're at right now in our society, this speaks to me infinitely more than that. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, I I definitely can see it. I I can understand that. I feel like quite often, um, and, and certainly the Orville and Star Trek has always been heavy handed about some of these things. Some of their messages are hit you on the nose. Um, I, I would think the, uh, the tardigrade, uh, you know, the, the tardigrade creature screamed um, Horda to me or screamed uh, the the jellyfish creatures at the beginning of Encounter at Farpoint and both of which I think did the job much better. Um, I do think, you know, I, I really do think uh, Michael Burnham is so unique and is a, a really good shot in the arm for Star Trek in terms of her character. We have not, you know, we talked, I think during the first couple episodes about the um, kind of the golden rule of Star Trek that had been there before where they were not allowed or the Roddenberry rule. They were not allowed to have interpersonal conflict. Um, right. That is something so far removed that that is so sixties, you know, TV. So, you know, even, even eighties TV. And, and by the way, that rule was bent and, and broken quite often, especially in like deep space nine, but absolutely. So, yeah. So I think it was, they made a bigger deal about it than it was, but, but the mere, well, I just, 
Yeah, go for it. I mean, honestly, so here's the thing for me. Like, name me another character in all of Star Trek that is like Tilly. Oh, right. Exactly. Name oh, me another. Will Wheaton, another... if he had been written right, you know. Yeah, but that or, even, even, uh, even that would. I mean. So, and then name me another uh, character that is like, uh, let's say, Stamets. Lor- Stamets. Yeah, Stamets or Lorca. Right. Name well, me another character that's like those characters. I would agree. But then, then, what I would probably argue is your favorite character. Name me a character that's like Saru. Yeah. You can probably name 20 of them. Right? I know. No, I, I would say, but we have yes. never, no, but we've never got his his perspective before. You know, we've gotten, sure, we've gotten Data, we've gotten Worf, um, who we've gotten the Outsider, and certainly we have that. We have not really dug into um, a character who is who is ultra confident or competent, but not ultra confident. Right. Uh, I would say Neelix uh, is a character like oh, that. Oh, Neelix I is would... rashly confident though. Right. Neelix is like, I'll show you everything across this whole quadrant. Like whether he is actually competent or not. Yeah. But right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. That, that, that's what you're saying. You're saying the opposite. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I would say he, so, so Saru is ultra competent. You know, he's been trained well. He is all that stuff. However, he is, he is so not normal Starfleet. Um, you know, right. but he's actually a Starfleet officer. Unlike, you know, we've always, those other ones have always had the side non-Starfleet characters. Uh, you know, we've gotten our Odo, our, our Quark, our Neelix, our Kess. Um, and I say always, I mean two series. Um, but we, uh, but now we've got this guy who, you know, who is not a traditional uh, Starfleet officer, but is is owning it. You know, he's doing such right. a great job and giving us this, this other perspective. Um, or... Uh, I was gonna name, I was gonna name both Mud and Sarek, and that that, that does not make my point because they are returning characters. Uh, but they, uh, but yeah, Lorca, man, who I I described as a Bond villain the first time we saw him, and I still, by the way, say he's a Bond villain. That doesn't mean he's necessarily a villain, but just he is this over the top. Like I don't know what he's gonna do, and he's got a triple on his desk and fortune cookies and a weird menagerie with a gorn skeleton in it he's he's super he's so interesting he's so compelling and and that's what that's why i'm enjoying this series because i I feel like they are for better or for worse doing things actively different choosing would would star trek the next generation do that and if the answer is yes they would say no we're not going to do that then right we're going to do we're going to do something completely different uh, and that's with, even with, down to continuity. You know, we've, you yeah. know, the the one of the best moments in all of Star Trek: The Next Generation is after Best of Both Worlds, when when Picard actually has to go home and deal with the fact that he was assimilated by by the Borg and has to and, and has tried to kill everyone. You know, his entire species. Consequences, right? Yeah, they've never had consequences up until that point, and and they rarely had them after that. Um, but like we. <laughs> right. But that was one of the best things about Deep Space Nine and Voyager. So they dipped their toes in continuity um, before, right. and they're they have finally said, "Oh my gosh! Like continuity is is a real thing that we are going to pursue." You know, we never we never had to worry about characters dying. They were never going to care kill off a main cast. Okay, yes, Tasha Yar, and and Jadzia <laughs> two, two yeah. that they killed off in fifty years of Star Trek. You know, um, and yeah, and this one is who knows you know they killed off who was who was billed as the you know you predicted it but 
billed as one of the main characters from day one was Captain Giorgio. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I think this is this is willing to take risks, yeah. whether they work or not. They're right. willing to push the boundaries, yeah. whether we think they they are good choices or not. I think they're they're going to do it no matter what, whether it be through cursing or nudity or violence or all those things. You can agree. I can see you shaking your head right now. No. You can agree whether they're good choices or not. They are pushing but, boundaries. But if, again, like if the question is, is, you know, I think if Next Generation would never do that. Deep Space Nine would not do that. Uh, they couldn't do that. So now that they can, it's that object, that that, that uh, Jurassic Park. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Uh, I think that's that's true. But I think they're at least willing to take risks. Yeah, that's true. I'll, I'll give you that. They they are they are certainly willing to take risks. And and I I guess I got to commend them. You know, I I don't envy their task of picking up after a twelve year hiatus. You know, um, or not twelve years. I guess. Yeah, when did Enterprise end? Two thousand five. I believe so. Yeah, that sounds about right. Some, I'm not totally sure, to be honest with you. Yeah, I didn't actually watch it while it was on I, the air. So. I know, and I was intermittent in watching it. Um, yeah, I want to say let's let's say twelve, at least a decade. It's a decade off of air. I I do not envy their um their task of being subjected to such criticism. I mean, let's face it, the internet was barely like. <laughs> was going yeah. a thing yeah it was, it was barely a thing and so now you know let alone podcasts and all this other stuff um so they they really had to just say you know what i, I i'm just doing it i'm do, i'm doing what we're gonna do and, and we are going to do it our way like it or not and and that uh they, they've not played it safe they have not um they have not rested on their laurels again we've had some hit or miss moments and one hit one miss episode um, right. but really, if we want to compare it back to next generation or deep space nine, there have, there are unwatchable episodes in the first, oh, yes. in the first oh, couple seasons. Yes. Unwatchable episodes, slow Offensive. plotting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, so it's just, it's one of those things that I feel like genuinely it's, it's, it's still hitting its stride. Yeah. There's a lot it needs to improve. It needs to be more self-confident that what it's doing is good and not try and do cheap tricks right. to to get attention. And I think if they're willing to do that, the show can be really excellent. Right, right now, it's good. Yeah. Right now, I think it's the best there is. There's not a whole lot of competition in my in my from my point of view, but I think it can be an excellent show if they do a little bit more honing in on on the story and the characters, I think this can be really one of the best. I really do. It's, it's a great thing. I agree. And, and especially where, where we left it at the end of the last episode where they've, they've flung themselves into, we, we don't know where is it? Uh, I really hope it's not just another section of space. Cause then we just have Voyager. Um, yeah. uh, you know, I think, I think we're agreed. It's a, it's a mirror universe or, or it's gotta be some way. another dimension. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's going to bring us into completely new territory. It's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah. All right. So we're excited about January 7th. Uh, it returns uh, to CBS All Access. Yep. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll be back to talk all things Trek then, right? Yeah. Can I add one one more news-ish thing? We don't have to spend a lot of time on absolutely it. Absolutely not. No, no, <laughs> sure. Yeah, absolutely. What do we got? So today, you know, breaking news. We don't usually get to do breaking news stuff in here, but, uh, but as... Uh, 
something just came out today. It's really nuts. Uh, I'm just going to read the headline. This is on Deadline Hollywood. Quentin Tarantino hatches Star Trek movie idea. J.J. Um, Abrams to assemble a writer's room. Quentin Tarantino wants to direct. Uh, so I'm reading more in this article. Quentin, Quentin Tarantino wants to direct a Star Trek movie. And he has, with J.J. Abr- Abrams producing it, and he has a story idea. I, okay. I Okay. Come on, Quentin Tarantino, Star Trek? He's a huge fan. I mean, he's talked about that that before. He's And he's done this before on CSI, and he's done this before on ER. He said, I want to direct an episode of that. And it's okay, Quentin I, Tarantino. I can't tell you how unexcited I am for this Oh, news. no way. Ugh. I am. Psyched. I don't feel like I don't feel like his sensibilities fit in any in any world. The only the so the only way this would work for me is if the, and I haven't read the article. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. All I've seen is the headline. The only way this would work for me is if this is they give him the ability to do some sort of like smaller like offshoot has nothing to or, do or with an alternate anything. universe like like the Abramsverse. Where nothing matters. Right. Where nothing matters slash it's just, I don't know. I don't know how to say it other than like it has nothing to do with the, even if it's in the same universe. Yeah. As long as it has nothing to actually do with Kirk and Spock oh. and McCoy. If it, if it has anything to do with them, I'm really not interested. I'd love if it. it. Really? Oh man, I'd love it. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> Quentin Tarantino has such a style to his yeah. movies. Uh, he is very much like uh, an Aaron Sorkin esque type writer. Do you know what I mean? Where oh, his, yeah. his stuff is poetry. His stuff is. It is. They, 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 they don't speak that way in any kind of reality, yep. right? Yep. And I. And you wouldn't want to see Aaron Sorkin Star Trek? I you can't imagine what that would. You see Quentin Tarantino Star Trek? Uh, maybe, but <gasps> I, I, I would, I would need more convincing. Sure. Just, just, just the headline alone. Quentin Tarantino does Star Trek uh, does not get me excited. It one hundred. Well, with and think of him and JJ, him and JJ Abrams collaborating. Oh, all day long. I'd watch that all day long. JJ Abrams. In 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 JJ Abrams, I trust. I do too. But, and if he's producing. And and I mean now who's gonna rein in Quentin Tarantino? There is that, but but J.J. Abrams, he's got the clout. I'll be honest with you, like I hope I, I I've not heard the new Star Trek movie. Is there another one in in production at the moment? Like no, it seems like I thought I just read something like he was already. Uh, I mean, it wasn't in this article. I thought it was. I thought I I read that that. Uh, they were like looking to produce it. So maybe that's just where this came from. You know, they were already looking to, to put together another one and somebody, somebody was writing something and Tarantino was like, well, I'll write something then. Uh, yeah. I just, I, I was really kind of hoping to see Justin Lin return. I really oh, enjoyed yeah. beyond. Yeah, I did. Too. And I was, I was kind of hoping that we would stay beyond was there. Great. Yeah. yeah. I was just hoping we'd stay there. I, I'm not totally ready to, reinvent the wheel but i guess if if they're ditching this if they're ditching their idea for you know that that universe like if beyond is the last of that cast and we're starting brand new i'm cool i'm Uh, cool with with doing something else i don't don't know know. yeah i don't know man i don't know all right well all right so we're excited for uh uh, january 7th when we we return we'll be back Uh, to chat all things Trek, right? Yep, absolutely we will.
Awesome. Rock on. All right. Well, definitely keep up with us on the Twitter sphere. I think is that's what the that's teenagers a, that's what are the saying. Kids are calling it. Okay. All right. Uh, the Twitter sphere. That's definitely where we are. Well, when I say we, that is where Tyler is the most active <laughs> and I retweet and like it every once there you in a go. while. Uh, I'm going to get better at that. I promise. I'm trying. I'm, I'm doing more. I've done more tweeting in the last six weeks than I have in the last however many years. I hope but, that's a good uh, thing. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. It's not it's not great. But anyway, uh, so keep up, up with us there. Please, you know, get in contact with us. Uh, reply, retweet, uh, yell at us, uh, applaud us, all those things. It definitely makes us excited, and uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. So until next time, live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. Live long and prosper.